folding pocket. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, Christian here with a slight update on the breaking news that happens in this bonus Saudi Arabian Grand Prix episode debrief. So as you'll hear in a minute, literally as we were recording our chat after the race, Fernando Alonso was given a penalty. Now, Stewart said that his team had worked on his Aston Martin car while he was serving a five-second penalty which had picked up for not being in his grid box properly at the start of the race. So that meant that George Russell went from fourth to third in the standings. I mean, does that all make sense so far? Stay with me because it gets more confusing. But Aston Martin, after we finished recording, late into Sunday night, then argued against it. They said there'd been other examples of drivers not being penalised in the same circumstances in previous races. The stewards agreed... And then basically changed their mind. They overturned the penalty they'd given him in the race. That means the final result for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, unless they all carry on arguing about it, but I don't think they will, is the original result. Fernando Alonso coming third with Sergio Perez first and Max Verstappen second. If you're new to Formula One, this sort of thing happens. It's a barking mad sport. It's not ideal because we should finish the race and know the order, but this sort of thing does happen a bit more frequently than I think some fans would like it to, put it that way. We stand by everything else in this episode, including Greg's latest Toto Wolf impression, which I'm sure the real Toto probably isn't too pleased about. Anyway, we'll be back with a chat with Logan Sargent later in the week. Enjoy our Saudi Arabian Grand Prix debrief. The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. You enjoy it now. Welcome to an emergency episode of The Fast and the Curious. We've just watched the race. We're all gathered here. We had an absolutely brilliant time together, didn't we, watching it. Um, Christian, let's go to you first. How did you find it and what are your what are your thoughts post-race? I loved it. It was a really brilliant Grand Prix in the sense that it wasn't obvious who was going to win the race because once the safety car happened... That put Max Verstappen right back in contention, who obviously started further back because of car trouble in qualifying. There was battles up and down the field. It was a really, really good Grand Prix. And I think the headline is Red Bull are so far in front, it's not true. Even with a safety car that bunched up the grid, Red Bull still... Well, Sergio Perez was 20 seconds ahead of Alonso, 25 seconds ahead of Russell, 31 seconds ahead of Hamilton. You know, if there hadn't have been the safety car, that would have been doubled. So Red Bull are so far in front, it's not true. So it seems like if we're going to get a championship battle, it will be between Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen. So we needed a Sergio win, and that's what we got. And I'm delighted for Sergio. He's a lovely guy. I think it's his fifth Grand Prix win. I could have that wrong, because that's going off the top of my head. And it means that Max Verstappen leads the championship by a point. 
because he got the fastest lap and you get a point for fastest lap provided you finish in the top 10. So we've got a we've got a championship fight at least for now. So we should enjoy that while we can. On the Red Bull team being so far ahead, in your memory, when was the last time there was a team that were this far ahead by like 30 seconds? That That's a long way. Braun GP in 2009 are the very famous example. Greg's got a fly buzzing around him. Are you no, all right, a, dear? It's a, it's a moth. A full-on moth, is it? Oh, no. Um, and also in the, in the Mercedes years, I think this dominant... Probably we're sort of going back to the early 2010s. Um, It's a big, big advantage they've got. Christian, I'm going to ask you this probably every single time I speak to you, but is this going to be the whole season? You asked me a couple of podcasts ago, I'm worried, is it going to be boring? I don't think it's going to be boring. Today's race wasn't boring in any way, shape or form. It was a great race. The only people that I think can stop Red Bull in the first half of the season, at least, are Red Bull probably with reliability. Perez and Verstappen were on the radio today saying, this doesn't feel right, that doesn't feel right. Obviously, Max had his problem in qualifying. I can't see for at least half the season anyone getting close to Red Bull. They are that far ahead. Saudi is a very different track to Bahrain. So you've had the first two races of the season, two very different tracks, one result, and that has been Red Bull being so dominant. And that is now enough to tell us that uh, it's highly unlikely another team will take a championship fight to Red Bull. So I've got an idea mm. and I've got to try and tread carefully for legal reasons. But let, let's just say this. I think we can all agree that it, within the world mm. and top level sport, where there's a lot of money, that there are unsavoury characters, let's just say, okay, operating certain elements of sport and society. Wouldn't it be great if some of those unsavory characters did us all a favour and just messed around with the Red Bull cars a little bit just to make it a bit more interesting? So I'm thinking dead at night, someone goes in in a balaclava and just, you know, screwdriver, just undoes a couple of bits, I don't know, cuts a couple of cables, that sort of thing. With a soldering iron, maybe. Would that? Would you, would you welcome that, Christian, as a Formula One fan? I think that's something that we could look at, yeah. <laughs> maybe get a sort of Mercedes or Ferrari imposter in the Red Bull camp and maybe say the Red Bull driver's personal chef like accidentally sneaking fat into the diet to make you know maybe if Max becomes five stone heavier that's we need something like that I think that's lovely yeah that's what I'm after or like food poisoning but so it 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 sets in just at the right time halfway through the race can't stop anything happening. You've got to go. You've got to go in a world of pain. <laughs> just a little something. Uh, something to spice it up a little bit, just to distract them from the race. I would like to move on to Fernando Alonso. Greg, we know you love him. How impressed and pleased are you that he's finished on the podium I, again? I'm just a huge fan of people that have done something so well for so long. At 40 years old, he is still brilliant at driving a car fast. Even you, Christian, as as Formula One brain box, you would not have you would have got good odds on a two podium finishes in the first two races from Fernando Alonso, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd started to get whispers from sort of contacts I've got in the sport around January that Aston Martin were going to be quick, and and last year they were doing well to get in the point. So I sort of took that to mean sort of sixth, seventh, eighth place, and I was like, uh, but then someone said to me, no. 
really quick. But even then, I would have been really surprised for two podiums because Aston was so far behind last year. But make no mistake, Fernando Alonso is one of the best Formula One drivers in the sport's history. What he's not always done is put himself in the right car at the right time. He left Ferrari just before it got super competitive. And I actually think that if he'd stayed at Ferrari, there's a high chance he'd have won a third world title. But on sheer driving ability, it is very difficult to separate Hamilton, Alonso, Verstappen. He is one of the best that's ever been in Formula One. And to be performing at the level he's performing at now, at the age he's at, from a sports person perspective, is Phenomenal. Let's move on to our co-host then, our our friends of the show, our lovely um, friends that we get on. Christian, can you run us through that? How did they do? Well, George Russell and Lewis Hamilton in fourth and fifth. Mercedes will be delighted to have finished above Ferrari. Double points for Alpine. Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly, sexy Gasly. They will be delighted with a double points finish. And I know, given the competitive nature of both of those drivers, that Esteban will be delighted to have finished uh ahead of Pierre, then it gets not quite as good. Logan Sargent's pace over the course of the weekend has been fantastic. Logan is closer to Alex Albon in pace and at one point looked a bit quicker than him. Really positive signs from Logan, even though he finished uh, 16th. Oscar Piastri, listen, on the positive, finished ahead of Lando. Massive for Oscar. Massive. McLaren's pace is not good. McLaren will be gutted Lando will be so unhappy with 17th. So a weekend to forget for McLaren. But again, Oscar's pace for a rookie, very, very good. Really impressive from our rookies. Uh, And finally, uh, Alex Albon, again, was looking good. Was in with an outside chance of points. Again, his pace was fantastic. And he retired with what seemed to be a brake problem. But Williams have taken a step forward. They'll be really pleased with themselves. Well, that's really good that Logan's having a good start to his Formula One career and really pushing Alex Albon. He is going to be back. He's one of our co-hosts on The Fast and the Curious, and he's back on our next episode. So that is not going to be an awkward chat, is it? Oh, no, no. I I think Logan should be really happy with himself. Logan's jumped in, and his pace across the whole weekend, both weekends, has been really strong. Uh, All the noise is coming out of Williams is they're really happy with him. So, um, you know, they'll be disappointed that Alex had a technical issue today. Logan will be disappointed that he fell back towards the end. But there's plenty of reasons to be cheerful for Logan Sargent. There really is. He's had a really strong start to his F1 career, really promising. So we'll look forward to catching up with Logan in the next episode, which you really must subscribe to because we're not 100% sure when we'll get it out for. It'll be towards the end of the week. So subscribe. And as soon as that episode drops, you will be notified by your chosen <laughs> podcast provider. Any any further thoughts from you, Betty? Glenn? Stop Stop the podcast. Okay. Genuinely, right. stop. There is breaking Formula One news as we are recording. Fernando Alonso has lost his podium. Oh! No! Towards the end of the race, we heard Mercedes go on the radio to George Russell and say there is a chance Fernando is going to be given another penalty. Mercedes were absolutely right. Fernando was given a 10-second time penalty. He had already in the race served a five-second time penalty under the safety car. So... Does that mean George Russell got podium? Alonso has had 10 seconds added to his race time, meaning George Russell finished on the podium. Wow. What a surprise that is. It would appear that Fernando didn't serve his penalty 
correctly when he came into the pits during the safety car period. He had a five-second penalty for not being in his grid slot properly. He was too far to the left, which is an error he'll be gutted at himself for. And this is exactly what happened, and we explained it on the last episode of the podcast. This is so unusual. This is exactly what happened to Esteban Ocon. Esteban in Bahrain got a five-second penalty for not being in his grid box right. They mucked up serving the five-second penalty, so he got given a 10-second penalty. Two weeks later, in Saudi Arabia, the exact same thing has happened again. You'd have got odds of a 1,000 to 1 on the same thing happening twice in two weekends. It's interesting. At the start of the race today on the TikTok Live, Christian, you said that was very careless of Fernando Alonso for that first penalty. And I guess this is careless again. That's... That's not great, is it, from someone with his experience? I don't know whether this will be his fault. He might have been allowed to have gone too soon. We'll still wait to see exactly what happened. If Fernando hadn't made the mistake on the grid in the first place, this wouldn't have happened. So Fernando will be very upset with himself. And literally, I'm just looking at the live leaderboard on my screen. So Fernando goes down to fourth at Lewis fifth. So George Russell finishes third and takes home 15 World Championship points. Fernando finishes fourth and takes home... 12. So that error at the start of the race has ultimately ended up costing Fernando Alonso three World Championship points. Can I just say that it's so good that George Russell has made to the podium. I think that was a fair result today for the cars and uh, it seems like Fernando Alonso is fucked. I, I always enjoy hearing from Toto on the pod. It's always nice that he... Do you have any other questions for me before I have to go? Because uh, what is the time, Toto Wolf? I have to go for dinner time. Uh, no, Toto. What, what are you having for your dinner, Toto? Bratwurst. <laughs> Breakfast? Bratwurst. <laughs> oh my God. You, you sound no. like a Dalek. Exterminate Betty Glover. You're giving more Doctor Who than you are F1, Greg. So on that note, (laughs) goodbye, guys. (laughs) We'll be back later on in the week, towards the end of the week, with a new episode featuring our first returnee of a guest host, which will be Mr. Logan Sargent. And we'll look forward to talking to you then. Ciao for now. (laughs) 